Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Johnny Big Redemption Life. No, I'm talking about. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way. Everything else, just win, 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 win. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the three man weave. Three man weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Were you thrown by my whistle? <laughs> That all it takes to take the great C. Platt down. Presidential nominee, don't vote for him. Buy the shirt. But a little bit of... Uh, that's Why all did it you took. break it up? That's all it took was... Man, now I know how to rein you in. I wasn't even going to say shit, but since you brought it up, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am running for president. And vote for me because 
what 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 are you what who, who are you gonna vote for the creepy racist rapist anyone or else Trump? Black, blast 2020 okay <laughs> but seriously as my better half just stated always use your head and go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shop pick up an official chair shot t-shirt again man i say it every week and i'm going to continue to say it if you appreciate the content that we all provide here day in and day out at the chair shot the best way to make sure that we keep providing that said content is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you go there you're going to find something you like i guarantee it anywho I'm Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commish PC Tunney and Ray Cash. And gentlemen, well, how goes it? Like everything else, win, 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 win. You know, I, it's it's a it's a sad thing that that's the song that I suggested we start with, seeing as we didn't win, 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 win. But you know, it's all good. Oh. Y'all had a good run though. We'll, oh. we'll get to that moment, silly. But y'all had a hell of a run. I'm hurt, bro. I'm hurt. <laughs> Heartbroken. Hey, for the record, look, I know he's your boy, but yo, Jonas can get these hands, dog. Good Keep luck your head with that. Yourself, Good luck with that. Dude's like legit. Dude's legit seven one. Okay, I've had conversations with him. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Th- those Wait, let me let me let me get a good look at you because you're gonna be you know looking different I- after that. Okay, now I got you. I-, I recall those laughs, man. The LeBron years. I recall those laughs. Yes. <laughs> I know what that laugh sounds like. That's the laugh of the overconfident number one seed that thinks they have the best player in the world and they're going to conquer all. He apologized. Apolog- <laughs> Look, apologies don't give us the win back. You know what I'm talking about? To be fair, though, what's the odds that he was going to play in that game anyway? Yeah, have you not watched the way they played their roster? He wasn't going to play much in the second. He wasn't going to play at all in the second half, let's put it that way. You're probably right, but... It's it's a different game plan. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you, man, because I that Portland Phoenix. Hey, play how about how about stop relying on other so teams I, to I, get I, yourselves into the playoffs? Uh, do you know who my favorite team is? Yeah, the we Phoenix, need all the help we yeah, can get. Phoenix Suns. Spoken. Spoken. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Allah, Buddha. Wait, wait, wait. Krishna, we had talked before the, the show. There's three Jesuses. Which one? All three of them. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, and 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 G. Zus. All of them. There's rare, medium, and well done, Jesus. Which one you want? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take them all, bro. Man, I was gonna I'll take prepackaged. I, I was gonna name this podcast just Three Man Weave NBA Playoff Preview, but now I think it might need to be Three Man so Weave. Jesus, rare, medium, and well done, Jesus. That's Eight pounds, shirt. six ounce baby Jesus who hadn't even spoken a word yet. All of it, dog. That's the shirt, by the way. <laughs> you got the apricot colored Jesus. You got the brown caramel complected Jesus. <laughs> and then you got the African Jesus. Is that, the, is that the new light skin uh, friendly like Michael Jackson? Dark skin friendly like Michael Jackson? Is that like the 2020 version? You got a light skin friend look like Jesus Christ. <laughs> light skin friend look like Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's great. Oh. I'm sending this to Greg right now. Thank you guys for tuning in to Three Man yeah. Weave. We'll see you next week. This has been our NBA playoff preview. Stipe won. Shalom. Oh, that's the wrong show. <laughs> You want to play a commercial? Should we play a commercial and come back and get into business?
Yes. All yes. Right. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen, before we get into the NBA playoff preview, let's go back to last night's UFC 252, Daniel Cormier against Stipe Miocic. Cormier said it was going to be his last fight coming in. Would love to go out as a champion. It's the third of the trilogy. All of the trilogies that have happened before in the UFC, whoever won the second fight would win the third fight. Cormier won the first fight four minutes into the first round. Miocic won the second fight for about four minutes into the fourth round. Last night, we had a decision, a unanimous decision. I had Stipe. Stipe came through in the end. I mean... Shout out to Cormier. He put up a great fight. It was a really good fight, and cheers to him. I think he's best suited for their commentary. I think he is their super commentary superstar. He is excellent at it, and I understand why he doesn't want to put his body through it anymore. He has nothing left to prove. But all in all, a great UFC 252. You know, it, it's funny, uh, Ray, I'm going to get my thoughts out here and then I'm going to get out the way because I'm assuming you watched the whole thing. I, I didn't catch it until maybe the second or third round of the main event. I didn't hear that Cormier said that he was going to retire prior to this fight, but watching this fight, he looked like a guy that needed to retire, you know. And, I mean, he's, he's had a great career. He's a great fighter. I agree with Tony. He is, uh, he's really good at commentary and doing the color commentary and all of that stuff. That's a good lane for him, but... Yeah, he just looked old. And, you know, it, it wasn't as sad as Larry Holmes, you know, beating Ali or Mike Tyson losing to that white guy. It wasn't as sad as that, but it was just sad watching him fight. He clearly just didn't have it. And I don't, you know, he he, he was never the workout warrior. Like, he never was going to walk into the, he never walked into the ring looking like Lex Luger. But he looked old and flabby and slow. And I'm glad that this was his last fight. So, you know, God willing, he still has all his faculties and he's going to be okay. But, yeah, shout out to Cormier, man. It was a hell of a run. Cormier reminds me of the old aging veteran in the NBA who doesn't have physical skills anymore, but, like, will Kevin McHale the hell out your ass in the paint, in the paint and get and still get 20 and 10, right? Because he's so much smarter and, and knows the game so much better. Than, than almost anybody else, especially in that division. The heavyweight division historically hasn't been known for ultra-athletic guys. It's been known for either big bombers or you have guys like Nogueira and Mir that'll, like, tap you out, right? But you have these hybrid-ass dudes like Kane Velasquez before him, but Stipe Miocic, who is built like a Greek god. Well, I mean, a uh, Croatian god, if we're going to be, <laughs> you know going to be relevant since he's Croatian, but um, first and foremost, shout out to the Daniel Cormier's he had a great line after the fight, and, and for him to stand up and still take the interview with Joe Rogan after the fight, hats off to him, because he could have just walked out and been done but he said, at this point in my career, I only want to fight for titles I don't see a title fight in my picture no more in my, in my path, so I, I'm done, I'm going to go play with my kids but if you if we're going to the fight, it simply comes down to this, especially in a in a trilogy, a third fight, where both guys have won a fight and know each other as well as Stipe and, and DC do. It comes down to who can take advantage of the opportunities. And 
Daniel Cormier is one of the best wrestlers we've ever seen in, in the octagon. He had one takedown. That was the fight. Stipe is a striker. Was he... I mean, was, was Stipe making it... I watched it. I didn't really think this was the case, but was Stipe making it that difficult for him? Or the fact that they just kind of wanted to square off with each other. I thought Cormier would try to take him down more. It just wasn't there, and yeah. I was kind of, I was kind that of, was you know, it was almost like I was a, befuddled like and perplexed like they, by it. I'm trying like, to say befuddled and perplexed at the same time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, because it's my fault you couldn't pull that one off. Okay, cool. You Go started. Ahead. Try. Oh Go man, Go ahead. Go yeah, go ahead. Say something. No, thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We good. We good. I'm, I feel better. Plat, plat, Tony. We want this Plaid Tunney trilogy coming up next. That's what I want. <laughs> It'd be more entertaining than uh, the, the fight I saw last night. I can tell you that. But well, it, it was it was weird, though. It did. It looked like, yeah, he wasn't really wrestling. He looked like they looked like they were trying to catch a fair one. And I thought that that was just age catching up with Cormier. But I could be wrong. So here's the reason, stylistically, that was given and that I noticed. A lot of it could be that they just wanted to throw hands. That could be the case. But Cormier never was a guy who wanted to throw hands until John Jones beat his ass twice. So, like, he was always completely willing to go the wrestling route, ground and pound. And John Jones beat his ass twice, and he just started throwing hands in fights. But, uh, stylistically, two things. Number one, when they got in the clinch, he, Cormier said to himself he wasn't prepared for uh, Stipe to double underhook his arms. The, uh, in both fights, he was over under. And that gave Corm- that gave Kim Cormier the opportunity to get out and to have some leverage to move around and maybe get him down or get away from the clinch. He held him in the clinch for like five minutes in that fight. Five minutes in the clinch in a 25-minute fight. It's a lot of time. Secondly, Stipe's corner did a great job because Stipe didn't overextend himself. He already had the reach advantage, the size advantage. So as long as he doesn't overextend himself in his in his at his uh, guard and his um. You know his 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 shoulder width and his shoulder width and his his stance. Cormier can't go after him because he was able to sprawl. The interesting thing was, Stipe had six takedown um, attempts. That was more interesting to me than Cormier not getting takedowns. I mean, it it, it seems like a good plan, honestly, considering the surprise of it. Because you got to think DC and his camp wasn't looking for anywhere near that, maybe zero. Maybe possibly one or two if, if the opportunity held, but I guess it, it's just not the fight I expected. But at the same time, maybe DC has run his course. It takes a lot of work to get a guy like Stipe onto the ground and keep him on the ground, right? It takes even yeah. more work to continue to control that. So I guess they figured their best bet was to you know try and win like they won the first fight. And, and real quick, to be fair, you, you we cannot talk about this fight anymore without acknowledging the fact that the fight changed after the eye poke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cormier has changed. a detached cornea. He could not see out of his left eye. It was black. So that changes your depth perception. And for a wrestler, depth perception is everything. So we have to acknowledge that. Good I think Steve would have still won, but that we have to acknowledge that. Very good point. And in saying that, Stipe now signed... Uh, ties Randy Couture's record of six heavyweight title defenses. Uh, gonna Is probably... he the greatest heavyweight of all time, you think? <sighs> no, that's still bones. I don't know. That's, still that's hard. No. Bones isn't a heavyweight. Bones He's is light like... heavyweight. Ah, 
okay, okay. The greatest okay. heavyweight. So, we look, so we're looking at like a Frank Mir or a, No, definitely not else? Frank Mir. You're or you're talking Overeem you're basically or... talking about Cain Velasquez, Randy Couture, Stipe, and then maybe Fedor just because a lot of his time wasn't in UFC, but maybe not. I mean, if Stipe can go out and beat a really good heavyweight again, I would say yes. It would be awesome they, to see Stipe against Couture in their primes, to me. They see, were I fe- thought... My oh, bad, man. I, I thought Fedor was a light heavyweight. I beg your pardon. So, yeah, I would go Fedor, but go ahead, Ray. They were feed. My only thing about... My only issue with Fedor is they were feeding him like Goldberg in 98. Whatever jobber you got that fits the weight requirement, right. we're going to throw him... But at, towards the end, he won some big fights, too. I mean, he lost some big fights, but, I mean... That's that's every heavyweight. That's the heavyweight division in UFC, right? I mean, Brock Lesnar could yeah. very well be top ten all time in UFC heavyweights. He yeah. is easily. Yeah, wow. easily he is. I, I think the answer. I think the answer is still talent wise, Cain Velasquez, because there's never been a, a a mix of wrestling ability, speed, size, agility, and hand, and like hands. But then the the second guy we said before, Cipe got his ass knocked out last night, Junior Dos Santos. Right. So. Stipe's on that list. He's it's like one or two. I, I'm interested to see what the future of the UFC heavyweight division is going to be. I mean, who do you think is next for Stipe? Francis Ngannou. Bring that boy back. Hard hitter, knocked motherfuckers yeah. out. It's just Stipe's that. Yeah, I, I would I would pay for that. I mean, definitely, 100. percent All right. Let's hit one more quick commercial. We'll be right back. And uh, I think everybody's a little bit excited about what's going to be happening tomorrow. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Somebody get Tesh in here. Thanks, John. You can take the rest of the night off. All right, gentlemen, it's upon us. It happened. They successfully made it through the the pre-playoff bubble games that didn't really do anything except for solidify the TV contract. Good for them, but they did it without a positive test. So, yes, indeed, kudos to the NBA. And, in fact, they've also tested the NBA players with a COVID test that's now going to be used across the country and it was in its early stages with those players. So good for the NBA, not only keeping everybody safe, but actually contributing to something that's going to further testing and hopefully get rid of this virus and this environment that we have to live in, uh, in the COVID bubbles that's happening here throughout the world. 
right? All right, I want to go over the TV schedule first, and then we'll get into each series as we go, all right? Monday. Let that intro play a little too long, if I do say so myself. Monday. 1.30 Eastern, Utah-Denver. Fuck you, man. That was bullshit. Look, you didn't even believe that shit. You was rocking the whole time. You just, you just like, oh, I see what we're doing now. Okay, okay, okay. Utah and Denver. 4 Eastern, Brooklyn and Toronto. 6.30 Eastern, Philly and Boston. 9 Eastern, Dallas and the LA Clippers. Tuesday, starting off with the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Magic at 1.30 Eastern. Then we got at 4 o'clock Eastern, Miami and Indiana. 6.30, Oklahoma City and Houston. I, I think somebody's interested in that series. And then 9 o'clock, Portland and the Los Angeles Lakers. Monday's on ESPN, Tuesday's on TNT. Gentlemen, where would you like to start? Wow, that's such a loaded question. I don't really know. Well, I guess I'm going to start. I'm going to defer to my, my brother Raymond here and give a little props to the Phoenix Suns who came to the bubble and they did the damn thing. You know, they, they, you know, they, yeah, they were nowhere near sniffing the playoffs. But after an undefeated bubble, it came down to the last game of the last day of the regular season and they had a shot. So, you know, props to them, man. They, they're they're going to have a bright future. I, I don't think a lot of people got a chance to see Devin Booker normally because, number one, they play on the West Coast. When they play most of their games, people are asleep. And even if they're not asleep, excuse me, what's the odds that the Suns are going to be on national television anyway? Facts. Yeah. And and Kelly Oubre's hurt, so that's think about that. That's a major part of our team didn't play in the bubble in these eight games. So yeah, I appreciate that. So yeah, I thought that was a good jumping off point. Um, from there, it's so much, man. Well, I mean, where do we go? Uh, well, let, we me, go let me let me let me jump ahead, in. Ahead, yeah, ahead. yeah. yeah. I, you cannot talk about the bubble. You cannot talk about the playoffs. You cannot talk about basketball without talk about Dame Dollar and the Portland Trailblazers. What they have been able to do. And and we need we need to we need to call it what it is, right? The Portland Trailblazers are not your typical eight seed. Jerkif Nurkic and Zach Collins missed the entire season. If they play like last year, they're a two, three, or four seed level type team, right? And they added Melo. So like they when they're when they're fully healthy, from their from their coaching staff to having one of the preeminent superstars in the league. Yes, Dame officially is a superstar. I think we can put him in that conversation now. A highest paid and, player you know, annually. Well, yeah, that's true. He did get that. He did get that money. Good point. Keep getting them checks. But, but, and then what I what I love about Dame as a superstar particularly is he has so much. I don't give a fuck in him. Mm-hmm. Like you need that. To be a superstar, right? And and even the happy guys like, you know, Magic and LeBron, historically you think of them as happier guys. They got that in them. They may have to get it, but they got that in them. Dame has that. And then he has maybe one of the best and most underappreciated number twos in the game. Because think about it. Who who put the Nets out of their misery? It wasn't Dame. It was CJ McCollum. Like, they're dangerous. The Lakers are in for a series. They're dangerous. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Baby Dame is top five. I would He's agree. Top five in the league right now. Best league guard in the league right now. You know, I was and best backcourt because Chef and Clay are hurt. Best backcourt. It's not even close. But ever since last postseason, Dame has been showing his ass. 
and you know, you you talked about Nurkic, who came back and has been balling. And and shout out oh, to Nurkic too, man. His his grandmother just recently died from the Rona, man. So shout out to yeah. him and God bless him and his family. But he's been balling since he's been in the bubble. And Dame was balling this whole year because you remember he he was hurt for a stretch as well. Because remember, didn't he go on some tear like when he scored forty games or so, forty points in like straight games? And so stuff you like got that, and then he got hurt as well. So you got Dame over Harden. As a player, yes, I, I think Dame is a better player. He's saying top Harden five. Best, he, he's saying top five because there's four guys that that are in the top five for sure. No, no, I'm not. I'm not putting Brown in the top five. He got to earn it this postseason. I'm putting Harden above Brown, and Dame is number five. He got to earn it. Brown got to earn it this year because I mean he's we got, got to prove it. Because we got Brown, Go we got Kawhi, we got Giannis, and then I was saying AD. Yes. So you got you got you got AD six. You got Harden four or Lillard five. Or four. I got Harden four. I got Lillard five. Okay. Okay. Because uh, Harden got a little more girth to him. He got a little more size to him. You know what I, I mean? He's and, thick. And, and we're talking, like, currently playing because I think Steph and I think oh, KD yes. go above both those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking he- about like, guys that are actively playing but, right well, now. Yes, and we so don't – here's the thing. Yeah, we yeah. all assume Steph's going to come back and be Steph, right? But it's likely that KD's going to come back and be KD, but he ain't no spring chicken anymore. Yeah. But he don't have to be OKC KD. He, no, he doesn't have to because but look at the Nets are stacked. Understood. But Yo, is he still going to be top five KD? That's the thing. He could he could be let's he could be eight nine let's ten KD. You know. Let me let me, let me tell you why I think so. And I'm, I'm gonna get, I know you, I'm sorry, Platt. Uh, one, don't he, ever say sorry to Platt. Shut up, Tony. Well, okay, Lo Siento, Platt. Um, That's Spanish the, for uh, sorry. Shut up, Tony. He has a skill that has nothing to do with athleticism. He's an all-time great shooter. And the the most underrated aspect of his game that he really got, I don't want to say he learned, but he really kind of focused on and showed in Golden State, was he became a lockdown defender. If he can do those two things, he'll be fine because he doesn't have to control the team no more. He has Kawhi. I'm not Kawhi, Kyrie, I'm sorry. He has Karis LeVert. Spencer Dinwiddie's going to come off the bench, and he's a starter on 20 other teams. So, like, he's, like, they have a really good core for KD to not have to have everything on him anymore. The Nets are going to be a problem next year, gentlemen, because they came into this bubble with not one player that I knew, because all the players that I know of the Nets were hurt. And not just, you know, Kyrie and and, and KD. You, like, you, you talked about uh, Dunwoody or... Uh, Dinwiddie or whatever. Thank you, thank yeah. you, <laughs> Dickledorf, whatever. Yeah, Andre yeah. Jordan was was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think Andre I think they Blatch got is still there. I'm Peter sure. Dinklage, but, uh, <laughs> Andre Blatch. Good lord! No, but they, but they, they play Bugsy Bugs and Peter Dinklage, right? And, and, uh, and Gerald Levert is an issue, man. Gerald Levert is a problem. He's a problem, and if they can convince Kyrie to pass the ball a little bit next year, yeah, they're going to contend for a chip. That's the question. Yeah. Will Kyrie t- really take a floor general standpoint, or is he going to yeah. think that he's back in Boston 2015 or 16, whatever year it was, when he got all the love and said, I'm resigning until two months later? All right. Like, or, even, the- or even in Cleveland, which was the perfect scenario for him, because when LeBron got tired and needed a break, he was like, okay, Kyrie, go do your dribble thing. Yeah, go do your dribble thing. And you know, <laughs> yeah, go get a shot. Can I can I say my second point? My second biggest takeaway, and 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 I, this isn't a dig at UPC, but we have to talk about how the Bucks just don't look like the Bucks right now, and hopefully that they they're able to have that old Detroit Pistons 
early two thousand early two thousands uh, switch that they can flip on and just magically miraculously get back to dominance again because you got you can't tell me you don't have some concerns. You know, I'll be honest with you. It hasn't been pleasurable to watch the Bucks play in the bubble, right? But let me go back and tell you what they've done and who they've played and how things have gone out for them, right? Here we go. Pulling up the schedule right now. They started off by beating Boston right when they got to the bubble, right? And their whole team played that whole game. They lost a close game to the Rockets. The Nets, no, the starters didn't play in the second half. They went out and beat the Heat, Okay, so they basically went out and said, Boston and Miami, we're going to show you that we're still in charge. They lost in overtime to the Mavericks. Shout out to Luka Doncic. I'm sure we're going to get to that. Them and the Raptors played each other. They didn't show each other anything, right? They took care of the Wizards like they should. Giannis headbutted somebody. They lost to the Grizzlies. And that's the end of it. That was their bubble. Who cares? They're looking to not get people hurt. They're making sure everybody's ready. Coach Bud treated it like training camp. Coach, that's what they call. Them. I, I, no, but did you bring up the Nets game? I, I wasn't really paying attention to what you were saying, but I mean they lost to a Nets team that I don't know anybody on this team. The one guy that I knew on the whole team was um, uh, uh, Crawford, Jamal Crawford, and he got hurt in right, the first two minutes of the Giannis, first quarter. Giannis and, and Middleton, Giannis and Middleton didn't play in the second half, and they lost by three. Watch this. I'm about to piss. Uh, I'm about to piss PC off. Ray, you ready for it? Like you, I, I, I want to get to the Lakers momentarily, but I, I got to say this: the Raptors are coming out the East. The Raptors are coming out the East. I, I I'm not definitive on that, but the Raptors is it, it's going to yeah, be seven. They're coming out the East. The way that the Raptors are playing right now is going seven in the East Finals. Like, and that's no distant. That's not a distant Milwaukee. That's giving respect to the champs. They have said respect my name. So and Siakam has made a leap, which we all saw that he had the talent, but he's made a leap. But the guy I'm really looking at, at is uh, Vanderbilt. Like, you know, he Fred had some ben. moments. Yeah, he had some <laughs> moments in the postseason last year. He's carried that into this uh, this uh, regular season. He's had a damn good year. He's made a leap as well. The Raptors are going to the finals, gentlemen. I'm they the Platt Whisperer, y'all. So if you need, if you need some translation, I, I, I translate for Mr. Platt. So yes, uh, you're my Fred, you're my Fred Van. Yes, you're my Luther. I'm, <laughs> yes, oh, I'm Fred Van. We're talking about Fred, Fred Vanderpump. What? What did I call him? <laughs> Some Vander something. I don't know. <laughs> Vander Cook. Fred Vanderpump. I know Toronto Vander- played by them Vanderpump rules. <laughs> they're they're coming out the East, y'all. I, I hate to be the guy, the bearer of bad news, but Toronto is winning the game because I mean, think about it, man. It's a veteran team. They know who they are. They've been together for a while. They've been through the wars. Hell, they killed a dynasty last year. And they have a nice mix of veterans that can still play that have been all-stars. And the young guys are coming along very well. And in in a bubble, in this particular type of scenario where there's no home court advantage, where everybody's restarting, a team that has been together for a few years and knows exactly what they are and exactly what they're doing. Plus, I'm a Nick Nurse guy. I'm on the Nick Nurse bandwagon, man. He's a damn good coach. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Toronto's coming out the East, y'all. I, st- I, st- I still struggle with Toronto. And this maybe this is the, the old school in me. What, Mike Lowry? I know, I, I know, well, that's that's facts. Kyle Lowry's had one good postseason in his career. That's a <laughs> yeah. fact. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. <laughs> But I still struggle that unless you are – Defensively debilitating to the point where you are legendarily defensive debilitating. 
defensively debilitating, like the like the Pistons or the Bulls or things of that nature. You gotta have a guy who you can guarantee is gonna get bucket after bucket in crunch time when he's doubled. Siakam is headed to being that guy. This could be the year he proves it to me. But mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen that he's that guy in the in the post. It's one thing in the regular season, dog. But like when we got seven games to game plan, and I'm I'm watching your every move, and I'm doubling you at every like every single move you make. Can he make the right plays? Can he score the right buckets? Can he lead his team? Maybe he can prove it this year. I'm still on the fence about that, which is why I trust the devil I know over the devil I don't. So okay, so who's coming out the East, man? Do you trust Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe? I do. Okay, okay, okay. Toronto ain't even gonna make it to the finals. Do you think they're gonna get past Boston? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think so. Kimba's hurt, man. It don't matter. Kimba's, Kimba's not good. That's same. fine. There's plenty of there's plenty of guards on that man. team. What's his name too? That can shoot is back and he's healthy finally after his his bad leg. Hayward. Yep. Now Hayward looks good. Hayward looks mm-hmm. good. In the mm-hmm. Hayward looks good, but the, they're going to go as far as Tatum takes him, and I don't know if he's ready to take that leap yet. The same questions that you're asking about. Siakam. I don't know. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart are thinking that they're ready to step up. Yeah. That's the, the same issue with both guys. Yeah. And yeah. if if Kimba was healthy and was Kimba was him, I'd feel a little better about Boston. But I also know that Toronto knows how to win. Boston don't know how to win yet with this squad. Exactly. Toronto and knows Toronto, how to win with Kawhi. How many titles does they, Toronto they, have they, without Kawhi? No, no, you're right, but no, no, Kawhi it's missed right. like no, 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 no. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's a, he's a part-time player, man. He play. He's he's a 20-hour work week guy. How many playoff I mean, games did I he miss? How many playoff play, games did Kawhi miss? How many playoff games did Kawhi miss? I mean, well, okay. So can we talk? If we're gonna talk about Kawhi, can we talk about the the Lakers, the Battle of LA? I got Portland. They're in trouble, man. I got you Portland. Got I got Portland. I got Portland making it to the conference finals. Portland might be in the finals. Hey, how many people had fifteen and fifteen in the first half this year? Points and rebounds. How many times did that happen this year? Are you talking about Nurkic? Once. It happened Saturday. How many people? How many people are called Dame Dalla make fifty-four million dollars a year? And can fucking torture your coaching staff because there is no game plan for him. How many people I'm, on the Lakers are there I'm, that can actually play fucking point guard? There you I'm, go. I'm glad that you you uh, led with those other two things because there's plenty of people named Dame Dollar. But um, <laughs> in the bubble, in the bubble, Google search. In the bubble, <laughs> ten thousand pages, right? But, you know, I've been going back and forth on this, man, and I kind of want to hear you guys' opinion on this because I've been going back and forth in this in my mind about this whole Portland-L.A. thing because I agree Portland is L.A.'s worst nightmare right now because, you know, they without without, uh, my man, um, what's his name? Wesley Blake. What's his name? Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. Yeah, without them, they're they're, they're dependent on the Russo guy and, and Montel Vontavious Porter. And he can't even work Monday. So and Kentavious. Yeah, wow, this is great. This is a flat knows no names. What's gonna happen if they got a game on Monday, people? He can't even be there. <laughs> You're stupid dog. I feel like it's. I I, I hope 
this isn't bad. I hope this isn't bad of me to make a joke with what the NBA players are doing on the back of their jerseys, but Platt's back of his jersey would say, I know no names. <laughs> yes. I would love to see a, a I would love to see a Chris Platt versus Charles Barkley who we play for competition. <laughs> I would be for that. Because at least Charles can say the names right. <laughs> he just don't know where they play. Man, you, you're yeah, like you're like a Mad Rashad back in the day trying to say Dwayne Shinches. <laughs> Dwayne Shinches, Shinches, whatever was right. My main right? man, Dwayne. Dead, deep money. <laughs> oh, no, but man. seriously, man, the, the Lake Show—they've got some problems with this, and I've been going back and forth, man, because I'm like, okay, yeah, Portland's going to knock them off, and no. These are my issues with Portland. Let me get this out of the way. Number one, CJ McCullum has a broken back. And did you hear him? Did, did you hear him? Did you hear him in Spine. the interview? He goes, it's spinal. Spinal. <laughs> he did. He said it. it oh, man. I got pops so hard. And, you know, I, I watched the game versus Brooklyn, which that was a hell of a game. But I watched that game. He was really good in the first half. And he did have his moments down the stretch. And he had the defensive play. And he kept, you know, Gerald LeVert out from going to the paint and forced him to take a jump shot. But Karras, he wasn't. Karras. Whatever. But he wasn't. Uh, Casanova, whatever. He's not your Casanova. <laughs> he and Kyrie Irving will never be friends. But anyway. There's all Casanova in New York. We don't want any smoke between the two. No, but he, you know, in that second half versus that in that game versus Brooklyn, man, he was clearly laboring, which told me that, okay, he took the shot in the back. And sitting down and getting cold, when he came back out, that shit started to wear off. Like, you, we've all played basketball, and I can't tell you how many times I've played a, a game of basketball with a, a sprained ankle. And as long as you keep playing, you're good. But the moment you come out the game and you sit on the bench and you get cold, that shit's going to start to stiffen up, and it's a wrap. You're not going to go back in. And I, I felt like that's what happened with him. Number two, something that kind of bothered me about that Brooklyn game is that Portland was in a position in that fourth quarter to pull away, but mm-hmm. they weren't able to because they couldn't get a goddamn rebound. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what kept Brooklyn in the game, man. They were tenacious on the offensive boards, and Portland could not get a rebound. That's why Brooklyn was in a position to have the last shot to win the game. And number three, gentlemen, they don't guard anybody. They couldn't guard us. I'm pretty sure we could go out and at least get 15 or 20 versus that Portland defense. Like, their defense is atrocious. They keep having these 145 to 141 type games. And, you know, as bad as the Lakers have been in the bubble, I I pulled up some statistics. They're holding teams to, like, 43% from the field shooting in in the bubble. Like, they're still a very good defensive team. So that's what gives me pause for the cause for picking Portland. And, again, I go back and forth. I'm like, yeah. They have no answer for the guards. Melo's balling. Nurkic is balling. They got their bigs back. If they can get something out of right side's crazy ass, yes, that's a problem for them. But I, I don't know, man. Let me hear what you guys think. I, I go. I'm still not undecided about what's going to happen in this series. To break them down point by point, I still think the Lakers are going to win the series. To break them down point by point, yes, CJ McCollum is hurt, but whatever you get out of him is extra. And Gary Trent Jr. has earned himself a check this year. Yeah, so that is. I'm sorry, Ray. Can I talk about how old yeah, that please. makes me feel? Gary Chris Shrink. Oh, cause, yeah, because we know his ad. Yeah, good point. Jack on the back. Yeah. yeah. yeah it makes me feel old. My bad, bad brother. Go ahead, man. No, I'm, no. I'm, that's I'm, where I, You're right. I forgot that we watched his dad play. Um, but he's played well. He can't He can't defend either, but nobody defends but Joseph Nurkic. And there's only so much you can do if you ain't got a big that can 
Gordon Post. Um, yes, Portland plays no defense except for post defense, and that can be and will be a problem. And if you're L.A., the beauty of what you need to do, because you cannot stop Dame, odds are you're not going to be able to stop C.J., right? You have to do the old Paul Heyman style, accentuate your positives and, and hide your negatives. So make this a slow-ass half-court game, pound the rock, get easy buckets. You have 17 centers on your roster and, like, one point guard, one guard. So, like, work the post. Like, if there was ever a time for the Lakers of 2020 to run the triangle, wouldn't that work right now against the, against the, the Trailblazers? It just it, – it, it, so, you know um, – Yes, the lack of a point guard hurts them because that puts so much more pressure on LeBron to create. But he was going to do that anyway. Montavious Porter. KCP, yes, yes. It's like three-man weave on the ground here. I'm saying, where's Lashley and Sheldon? Sheldon. Um, But I I have faith in the Lakers. And this, this, this isn't quantifiable, but... LeBron James has an uncanny ability to rise to the occasion that of like it's Tom Brady esque. Like it's it's very few athletes in the history of sports that have put their team and your Clevelander, quite frankly, their city on their back and overcame odds to the level state, yeah, yeah region state. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um to the level that LeBron has. So you if you're telling me that they're gonna struggle against this team yeah they're gonna put up some points but ultimately if it comes to who's gonna stop who i i I trust the team that's shown that they can stop other teams than the team that's gonna just let you do what you want yeah tony help me out here man what do you think i i already told you i i think the blazers are gonna find a way to make la play their game and and that's really all i can say i i got the blazers in like six here i think dame's gonna take over damn I, I, I'm telling you, Six? Nurkic is, is somebody that you, you don't, you really underestimate. I think he's going to keep AD and Howard and their big men at bay, and you're going to see the Portland guards really take over this series and draw LA into the game they kind of want to play. That That's my opinion. I, I'm calling a big upset here. Six? My God, six? Yeah. That, that's basically a definitive we're better. Well, either either way, Ray, this this series is going at least six games. Either way, it's going at least six. Yeah, I, I yes. mean, I'm not going to argue against that, but like that's a defi- the Lakers were the, def- the were the definitive best team all season in the in the West, and they're going to get beat. I mean, that that is I know bubble Rona all that, but that's essentially we're looking at Golden State Dallas in 2010, whatever it was. When Dallas just couldn't figure out how to play, Dirk Nowitzki couldn't figure out how to how to play against a guy that was five inches shorter than him. That's literally the reason they lost because they couldn't figure out how to play against four guards and a big. So like, you're telling me that that's the, what we're talking about? A Le- LeBron James and Anthony Davis can't figure out? I don't. I mean, it could happen, but that's just man. Look. Strange things have happened, but I just don't see it, bro. I don't even have no words to quanti- to say how that makes. I ooh, boy, you 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 want to know the 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 dirty little secret? And 
you obviously, you know, I, you know, I'm a LeBron fan for obvious reasons. And Ray, I know you're a LeBron guy too. But you yes, want to know the the dirty secret that the Clippers have exposed this year? <clears throat> LeBron old. LeBron ain't LeBron no more. I mean, it's facts. But LeBron, LeBron has changed. From Y'all being... putting way too much stock into this bubble. I'm telling you right now, uh, you're putting way too much stock into Maybe. this bubble. I mean, Maybe. you're going to see completely Maybe. different. Why would, if you didn't have to do anything but win one game or two games and you really wanted to get everybody on the team into shape because come playoff time, you know matchups are king. Period. Matchups are king. Everybody that's on that roster needs to be ready to go because it all brings something different to the table, especially once you get past seven and eight on the roster. Period. Point blank. I need everybody ready to go, and that's it. I'm not getting anybody hurt. I'm not going to overextend my team. I'm not going to give anything away to any opponents playing against them or anybody else watching. So I don't put any stock into the bubble games that have happened before the playoffs start. And the weird thing about this playoffs is there's no home court. It's basically neutral field, best team wins. They're all used to whatever kind of bullshit they're putting on the screens and sound they're pumping in to mask everything that the talk that – doesn't need to be exposed for the NBA that happens on the court. Well, it's PC, you literally took the words out of my mouth. The fact that they're in a bubble and there is no home court, that, that's going to play a key factor. That's yeah. going to play a very key factor. And There's going to be a team that nobody expects that's going to kind of come out of nowhere and they're going to make a run. That's going to happen on the NCAA tournament side of the game. Can I tell you who that team is? Go ahead. Miami Heat. Nah. Nah. The Miami Heat are fearless. They are fearless, and they are they are built so so strategically well. They play good defense. They have good shooters. They have two guys that can get a bucket whenever they want, and they got maybe the most fearless number one in the league, not named Dame Dollar. Like Jimmy Butler will fight you to the death. In his cowboy boots. LeBron just headbutted. Well, I mean, LeBron. Giannis just headbutted a guy. Yeah, but that's a different type of thing. Jimmy Butler is like, I was homeless when I was 13. That's a different type of hunger that like, most Mellon Farmers can't even. Y'all know I comprehend. love Jimmy Butler, right? Y'all know I love Jimmy Butler, right? Y'all know where he played yeah, college. He was, Y'all he, know he, I love he, Jimmy Butler. He yes. was literally homeless. That that wasn't a, uh, I wasn't, no, no. That wasn't hyperbole. That was a shoot. Sure, but John John has grew up really horribly too, for the record. So, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> hey, go ahead. yeah he said he set it up like he was about to say some profound shit. That he yeah, you was about to hit me with something. No, I was just trying to say, you know, you all know I love Jimmy Butler. I don't see Miami getting past Indiana. Well, thank you, Edgar Allan Poe. Well, see, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why they beat Indiana. There's no Donatus Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if Sabonis there, I'm picking Indiana all day. No Sabonis. Easily, yes. Yeah. But there's no Sabonis, and very clearly, yeah. Oladipo is their leader and probably best player when healthy. And Brogdon maybe is the engine, but that team revolves around Sabonis, and him not being there hurts the way they play. So, and and out of bio, gonna put it to Miles Turner. So who else you got? What's up, man? So y'all want to go around the corn with these uh, first round matchups and 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 pick them? Cause I I'm I'm with you. Like no Sabonis with Sabonis, I'm picking Indiana all day. Y'all want to do that? Let's go nope. around the horn. With no, the we're not picking matchup. yet. We're not picking yet. We got a couple more oh, series. Okay. You we got, got a plan. couple more. We got a couple more series to kind of ad lib about, and then we'll get to the picks at the end. Now we got them. Okay. Right. We're gonna write them down. We're gonna put them 
Go ahead and follow okay. at three underscore man weave. We're going to put all our series predictions out before they happen each round. We're going to keep track of that. So we're going to get that done here. Um, anything else, Miami, Indiana, you guys want to talk about? Because there's one or two other series that we do. There's actually two or three other series we need to talk about still. Um, I, I think that this is a... Man, I hate, I hate using hyperbole like this. You know, this is the preeminent series. Of, but you're a podcaster, man. That's what we do. Good point. <laughs> like, we need content. But but to keep it a buck, this is a telling series of Jimmy Butler. If, like, this is the perfect opportunity for him as a number one to lead his team. I mean, nobody expects him to go to the finals. But, like, they can make a run. Everything is set up for them. They got the team. He has the shooters. He has the defense. He has the coach. He has the trust of the organization. They're in a bubble, so there's no home court advantage. Like, there is no – they're playing a team that's hurt. And then after that, they're going to play a team who, while is better than them and talented, they've shown they can hang with in the regular season and in the bubble in the, in the Bucks. Like, everything is set up for them to make some steam. This could – and Jimmy Butler is one of those fringe number one guys. Like – yeah, he's a great player, but should he be a number one on the championship team, or is he a number two? Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is, like, I think a really career-defining postseason for Jimmy Butler. And I know it's hyperbole, but that's just looking at it how I feel. On a half-serious, half-comical note, I'll just say TJ fucking Warren, and then I'll tell you where this series is going to be decided. I'm about to hang up from this call right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is a callback. It's good. Uh I'll tell you where this series is going to be decided. There's two horses down low, and they're really good. And whoever gets the better of the other, I think that's the way this series is going to go between Adebayo and Turner. Agreed. Agreed. All all I'm going to say is that Nate McMillan is an outstanding coach, and he deserves to be in the the Nick Nurse, the Greg Popovich the uh, uh, Brad Stevens. He deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah, whoever you want to throw out there as the better coaches in the league, Nate McMillan deserves to be in that conversation. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Facts. Oh, and Dragic tweaked his ankle about a week ago. He doesn't start anymore, but he's a major part of their team. Malcolm Brogdon is playing like one of the best point guards in the league in these past eight games. So that's another thing we got to look at. All right, there's four series we haven't gotten to yet. I'm going to get to this one first because I don't think there's much to say about it. No Ben Simmons. Philly has pretty much zero chance against Boston. That's how my thoughts. Anybody else round the horn real quick on this series? Uh, Philly has, has – my, my bad, Ray. I, yeah, we were both trying to defer to each other, and then we saw that each other was deferred, and we were both trying to talk <laughs> But yeah, Philly is one of those teams where yeah, with no Ben Simmons is a rap, but they've been doing some some interesting things when Ben was there. They were playing him at the four. I still don't think that's the best use of uh, um, MB. You know, having him catch the ball twenty feet from the basket. But I think this is one of those teams we talked about the triangle earlier. I think Philly would be perfect for the triangle. But yeah, no Ben Simmons. Boston's going to win this. Yeah, they'll win it in five or six. Well, you just saw Alvin Gentry lose his job because he couldn't get desired experiment to work the way he wanted and they were trashing the bubble which wasn't his fault but fact it is what it is yeah. well Brett Brown gone Brett Brown is gone and this ain't he all his fault been. but he gone you know I feel bad for Brett because they kept him around because he was there during the whole you know uh 
process debacle he, and he took he all the earned L's. an opportunity yes, to have a chance. Yes, yes but he's but, not the but, guy. He's not the guy. To back to to piggyback that point, one of them got to go. And I've been team they can't play together, but one of them got to go because they they can't stay healthy together. They play so differently. Um, ben Simmons will work perfectly in a, in an open court offense. Giannis needs to have the ball. I'm not Giannis. I'm sorry. Embiid needs to have the ball in his hands in a half-court offense. They cannot play together. And if, if your boy refuses to shoot, it's just not going to work. Trade him. Get picks. Get younger. Start over. Once the Philadelphia 76ers get eliminated from these playoffs, we will most definitely have a topic, what should Philly do? And it's likely, which should they trade so they can open up cap space because they've already paid Tobias Harris, et cetera, et cetera. Let's move on to another quick wraparound. Okay, so, all right, so when they get eliminated, we'll double back because I, I, yep. I, I have more thoughts. But we'll, I know. We'll double back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Another wraparound quick because there's two other series that we really need to talk about is Utah and Denver. To me, this is, this is really tough. I mean, Utah is very talented. I mean, obviously, Denver has played much better than them, but you have one of the best defensive players in Rudy Gobert, you have one of the better scorers in Mitchell, and you go over to the other side, and Denver's kind of the same way. You know, they have uh, Jokic in the middle, and uh, really good guard, oh, escaping my name right Jamal now. Murray. Thank you, Jamal Murray. Yeah. I, I see this. Oh, and uh, Porter. And Porter. Oh, Michael. Michael, Michael. talk about bubble MVP, guys. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. I think he made first team all bubble. So. I think Denver that's a, wins. That's a thing, right? They did that. It came across. Like, I swear to God, that's a thing. Is they, that a thing? I yes, I saw it on the I saw it on the line on ESPN this morning before I went golfing. Yes, and Giannis made second team all bubbles. So suck on that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm gonna say my piece and let my brother Reagan in here, man, because he's a lot higher on Denver than I am. I think either yes. uh, Murray Jamal Murray is his cousin, or he's got some Jamal Murray stock somewhere that. You know, he, he didn't tell us about because the big man. Can I play. love the kid. You're right. I love the, the kid. Yeah. The big man can play, and I, I, the big man he's good. But you know, they need a little bit more. This series, I'm gonna say Denver, but it's it's really a pickle. But but go ahead and, and go on your. I'm gonna go take a piss, and and uh, I want you to go on your tangent about how great Denver is, please. And thank you, thank you, please. Skinny Skinny Yo Skinny Jokic is like Hoodie Mellow and Black Love Theory Henry. Like, Nicola. Beautiful. Um, <clears throat> and no diss to Utah. Because Utah is a really good team. They're built well. The Conley experiment didn't work out the way they wanted it to because they expected him to come in and put, like be a star. And he's just been like a serviceable point guard. But, you know, whatever you can get out of that position is better than what they had last year. Or two years ago, rather, with Rubio and whatnot. But... The Denver Nuggets are the most perpetually underappreciated and, quite frankly, uh, disrespected team in the NBA. Because consistently, there are either two or three in the in the in the West. They have 80s out of center to me, but they have the best center in the league, in my opinion, in Nikola Jokic. They have a myriad of really good talent around him. Sans Paul Millsap, because I hate that dude. But like everybody else is fire talented. I mean, you got guys like Bobo don't even play and he came in and like changed the game, right? You got guys like Michael Porter who couldn't get on the on the court because it was hurt. Now he's starting, right? 
you have so much talent on that squad. I mean, you're Gary looking... Harris was a starter. Just go doesn't start right. anymore. Gary you know Harris, Will Barton, Bates Diop. Yes, they have so much. They're deep talent, and when and when your center is is top ten in the league as a point guard, that like it's it's just such a different thing. The test is last year they really took it to the limit because they went to Game Seven, I believe it was against the Clippers, and. Uh, whatever team it no, was, it was uh, it Blazers. Is the Blazers? The Blazers. Thank you. And you know, what stuff happens, right? If Kawhi don't make that crazy shot, it's yeah, not Toronto in the play for... oh, Okay, okay. Right? Say, he doesn't play for either of those teams, sir. Never. Happened. No, right. But I'm, what I'm saying yeah, is, I, 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 but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. The Sixers are in the East Finals, so like anything could happen in those situations. But the but this is the opportunity again, hyperbole, just like Jimmy Butler. This is Nikola Jokic's chance to say, this is my league. Because if he can dominate, it's a hard word. But if he can, like, put up numbers against the reigning defensive player of the year in Gobert and that and that uh, front court of the Utah Jazz, because I think they're definitively the better team. But if he can put up numbers and, like, lead his team against that front court and that big man, they're undeniable. And they have a real shot to upset anybody in the West and make the finals. They got a shot. They got a real shot. Well, this is my thing with uh, both of these teams, which, you know, and this what is what has pissed me off the past few years when everybody talked about how much better the West is than the East. Teams like Denver, teams like Utah, and you could throw Portland in there as well, although Portland is really, really good. Their records are always going to be a little skewed because of their home court advantage. So it doesn't mean that they're better. Because, I mean, if you look from one to eight, the East is clearly better and has been for the past few years. I don't know about that. Like, I mean, so, okay, Lakers, Lakers, Clippers, um, Nuggets, Rockets, and then I don't know the order of the other guys, but you got Portland, you got the Mavericks, you got Oklahoma City, I think it's five, right? Yeah. And then, so... Or, I think they're six. I think they're six. The Oklahoma City is five because they're, they're playing Houston since the four. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I guess I gave you the top three, but Brooklyn is hurt, and we don't know if they'll ever be healthy because both of their stars are injury-prone, and you know what Philadelphia's doing. So yes, if both of them are playing at optimum, at their optim- optimum potential, you got a conversation. But do they ever? Yeah, fair enough. Okay, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm taking Denver here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'm not as high on him as other people are. He's a really good player. I don't think he's a transcendent player though. He got crowned too early. They called him D Wade yeah. too early. He got crowned yeah. too early. All right, y'all yeah. touched on OKC. That's, that's disrespected, D Wade. Y'all touched on OKC in Houston. OKC have a chance in this no. series? Yes or no? Yes. 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 Especially, especially with a hurt Westbrook, yes. Yeah, like Westbrook is uh, – we don't know what's going on with Westbrook, and they're talking about he's going to miss some time, but they've never come out and said how much time he's going to miss, which means he's a lot more injured than they're letting on. That's how I read that. Is that how you read that, Ray? Completely, and he has – and the injury that diagnosis we've been given is a strained quad, and for a player like him who's who relies so much on athleticism – that's a big injury. And then they're playing, like, what do they call it, micro ball? So he's essentially their point center. Yeah. That's a big spot for them. 
the 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 late season trades for Robert Covington and De- and uh, Damari Carroll and picking up Luke Maimute. I'm glad you didn't have to say his name. I'm glad I did. Thank uh, you. I, I wouldn't even try it, man. I got you, my brother. <laughs> those have really helped the they're too small conversation because all those guys that are between six seven six nine and can play or defend four or five positions. So that's helped. But Oklahoma City might play micro ball as good as the Rockets do. They got three legit point guards. So I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander like is just really surprised the hell out of me because he's an all star in the making. You know the German, uh, the German version of future is out there killing. Schroeder. Yeah. So you can say his name. Well, well, he he, because I'm in Atlanta and I saw him for the last few years, and he he's one of those guys. He's kind of like Reggie Jackson, and Reggie is with the yes. Clippers now. Like, you, if if he's your best guy going to war, you're probably not going to win a lot. But at the same point in time, he can play, and if he's able to play his position, he could be your solid, you know, third or fourth guy. You're in pretty good shape. And I think a lot of those guys, number one, Chris Paul came in this year having something to prove because everybody thought he was washed after his time in Houston. Yes. And, you know, he come back with something to prove. And a lot of those guys are probably just happy that they get to touch the ball now. You know what I mean? Without (laughs) having Russ there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that because, God, this is going to sound so crazy. And, and like – the ray of like two, three years ago is like rolling over in his grave about what, what I'm about to say, but I think one of the transcendent players of this of this series who can like really change the flow of the series is Andre Roberson, because he's finally healthy after two years, and they can just throw him on James for 40 minutes and say, we don't need a bucket from you, just go. And James is going to, Harden's going to Harden. He's going to get 30, 40, and Eight nine assists, regardless of what he does, but it's gonna be that much more difficult when you don't have Robin, right? Or if you don't want to call him Robin, Batman, Superman, or Captain America, Iron Man, whatever the whatever the other guy is, you ain't got him for maybe the entire series, and that's gonna put the pressure on guys like Eric Gordon and Robert Covington to like step up, and they don't do that. So I think Oklahoma City got a real shot. I do, and I, I'm going to pick Houston just because, yeah, but, you know, we don't know the extent of Westbrook's injury, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised if OKC won this series at all. To me, this is probably the biggest coin toss of a series out of all of them. I would agree. There's going to be a, 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 a there's going to be a first-round matchup where somebody wins and we say, oh, shit, there, there just is. This might what? be it. I don't know. I've been telling y'all all year, and I live here. I've been telling y'all all year, the Rockets are massively overrated. They have missed. That's the reason why they went so experimental on this team, because they know they missed their call. They missed their, 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 their window. So when you miss your window, what do you do? You completely revamp the squad. And they tried. And hats off to them, because it's it's been fruitful for them. But they just happened to run into... They happen to run into the worst team they could have played other than the Clippers. Like, the two teams in the league they don't want to play in, in any playoff scenario, in any seven-game seven game series scenario, were the Oklahoma City Thunder, who play microball just as good as they do, and then the Clippers, who are, are literally walk, like the walking Great Wall of China. Like, those are the two teams you don't want. And they got Oklahoma City now without their second-best player, who makes microball work. 
it's it just it's not a good look for Houston right now. All right, folks. Last series we want to talk about here. I think we're going to do a quick round the horn here because it is an interesting matchup. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Kristaps is playing really well right now, taking on the Clippers. I don't think anybody here is not picking the Clippers, but is Doncic that guy under 25 that you would start your team with? I mean, him and another a number of other young players got put in a poll for NBA GMs, and it was like a landslide Doncic. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, if if we had, if we if every team was disbanded and we had a fantasy draft, and I know the you know you got um, you got and, Steph and KP, you got Giannis and AD are probably going to be one and two because of their age is younger in their mid twenties and they're both dominant players. Period. But after that, you know, if you're not taking LeBron or Kawhi or Steph or, or whatever. You're probably going Luca. I mean, I'd go Luca over Zion yes. or Ja, right? I'd legitimately, like, I'd legitimately think maybe I'd have a conversation of, of I take Luca over Zion. I take. I'd have a real conversation about it. I take Giannis and AD. I go for me Giannis, AD, Luca, Luca would be three if I'm starting a franchise, just because of LeBron's age and Kawhi's aloofness. Everybody else has questions. Yes, everybody else. Everybody else has questions. Um. Luca needs to show he can win, which, but he's in year two, so I mean, give the guy a damn break. But yes, um, and that's no diss to AD or Giannis because they probably should and would go one two. But the skill set Luca has, the fearlessness of what he's been, what with how he plays, and the fact that he's been a pro for almost ten years and he's just started the league, like he has come into the league with the swagger and with a veteran presence that we haven't seen in a long time from a rookie and a second year player. And you gave him another super talented Euro who's seven foot twenty five <laughs> and can shoot. Like I Chris Tapp, I hate how long he is, dog. Like if you've ever played NBA two K, he I hate playing against Chris Because <laughs> he plays power forward and he's seven foot three. It's not fair. Um yeah, I, but but the Mavericks have no shot. I don't, they just have no shot. PC, I, I love you, brother. You know I love you. Here and we go. I, but I Here hate we go. You want me to say you, fuck you now yeah. or after you're done? Go ahead and say it now. Preeminent, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I love you. I hate the way that you frame that question. I love you too, by the way. But I hate the way that you frame that question because I'm about to say some shit that's going to piss people off. Luke Gitch can play. And, you know, the thing about the Europeans, you know, they don't have that... They don't have that bullshit that we have over here where, you know what I mean, we don't want guys to be able to make money. You know, because, so like you said, man, 14, 15, 16 years old, they're playing with professional players. That's why they come over here, and as soon as they get over here in the league, they're able to adapt and adjust, and they have a, a major impact. You know what I mean? Plus, European players are just very highly skilled. They're highly skilled in the game of basketball. They just are. You know, some of them flame out because, you know, they can't deal with the athleticism and the speed and the brothers talking shit in their ear and stuff like that. And they flame out. But every European player that comes over here is a highly skilled basketball player. But the thing about Lukic, this is the thing. And I understand. I get it. He's a great player. But the hyperbole surrounding him, there that's more political than anything. And I understand it. I, I get it. 
you, you understand what I'm saying? Like you're 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 marketing a league that is 85% black to a, a predominantly white audience. So it makes sense to have somebody that you can relate to. That's not even racist. It's the same reason why I started playing golf. And the same no. reason why I started watching golf because I I found somebody that looked like me and somebody that I could relate to Chris, and it got me into the sport. Can I can I yep. literally tell you something? <clears throat> this year overall he averaged 28.8 points, 8.8 assists and 9.4 rebounds. That computes to whatever color of your fucking skin is. Yes. Okay, your but, point? but your point is a valid look, point. There look, is look many times where that's a thing. level though. Look at his usage level, though. He, he's got the ball in his hands, damn near more than anybody else in the league. And he's more productive. And he's more he's productive than James Harden, except for wins. Hands. Except for wins, he's more productive than James Harden. Well, well, I'd like count. you to. I'd like. Well, yeah, wins count. I mean, I'm just saying he's in his second year. He's in his well, second year, and he's almost averaging. Is, he's is, almost. Is, this fat fucking white guy is almost <laughs> averaging a triple-double in his second year. I mean, he's still in his baby body. In five years from now, he's going to look a lot different, and he's going to be way better. And he's only going to be 27. But they're saying, is he the best 19-year-old ever, as if uh, a guy's I'm not asking you that. I'm saying if you had to LeBron start a team James with somebody, that's who you existed. would start your team with. I, I would go Giannis. If I was starting a team, I would go Giannis. I, we're saying and after after Giannis and AD, okay. under to under okay. twenty five. You go been, okay. I'm so not here, saying the guy. Ja, Zion, or Luca. Oh, there's no question, Luca. It's not I'm, even close. I'm gonna go Luca. I'm, I'm gonna go Luca. And I go and I go and I go Ja over Zion because dude proved he's tough as fuck. He played the last four games with a broken thumb. Yeah, but Zion walks like a. a 35-year-old, 13-year veteran that has had two knee operations. That that scares me about him. Exactly. And, I, I don't, I, and Tony, we talked about this offline. Like, that's what scares me about him. I don't know how durable he's going to be. But but just getting back to the Luka thing, man, I'm not saying Luka can't play. Uh, but in this series, you know, uh, Patrick Beverly is going to give that Mellon Farmer fits. And, he's and not, so it's all George. And, 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 no. No, no. And no, that's no dissipate. Look, I, I'm a Houstonian. I'm a Houstonian. There is no fan base in this entire world that loves Patrick Beverly like people in Houston. Because Patrick Beverly literally came here from fucking Slovenia or Greece or something and made his life here in Houston. Right, I love that man. He was in that country that, um, that um, uh, uh, what's the Patrick Baron Cohen, Sasha Baron Cohen, what's that movie? He was in that oh, country playing Kazakhstan. Thank you. He's in that country play. High five. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm a Milwaukeean. You're a Houstonian. Is it an in an Atlantean or an Atlanta? Yeah, I'm but a Cleveland. I just happen to be in Atlanta. I knew what it was in Cleveland. In Atlanta, it's an Atlantean or an Atlanter. <laughs> nobody says Atlanta. I, I I mean, frankly, nobody says Atlantean either. But I like that better. Atlantean. There you go. That's, that's, that's your homework for next week. Find it out. All right, folks, real brief here. A lovely lady's going to tell you something, and we're going to be right back with predictions. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Here we go, gentlemen. We're going to start in the West, and then we're going to go to – actually, let's let's start with the 4-5 games and work our way up to the one seeds. We'll go back and forth. Uh, everything starts on the West Coast. 
that's not true. Everything starts on the East Coast. The sun rises in the East. There we go. A little bit of uh, physics from Tony. Or physics, uh, <laughs> science, uh, global. You're doing a great job. You're Help doing a great out. job, Tony. I've been doing drinking all day. Job. I golf today. <laughs> I had a nap. I drink The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Yes, you're doing a great job. The sun will <laughs> come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. All right, there'll be sun, but not the suns. Oh, damn. Sorry about that. That was mean. That was... I, when Milwaukee loses, don't say shit. Well, That's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a show. Yeah. In 2023, yeah, when we lose in the him. conference finals, you can make fun of me all you want. I told all you right, y'all. here we go. I told y'all who's going to beat them. <laughs> Let's start the East. Indiana, Miami. Ray, who and in how many games? Miami in six. Platt? Yeah, no Sabonis. I'm going there. Miami and six. All right. I'm going Indiana in seven. Let's slide on over to the west side. Houston, OKC. I'll go first here. I'm going Houston in five. Houston, oh. Houston in seven. Houston in seven this for Ray. Oh, damn, this is tough. That's a um, tough one. Yeah. I'll say Houston in six, just Houston to be contrary. Six. All right. You know y'all, you know y'all trust in uh, Mike D'Antoni to game plan. Y'all know that, right? I, I just think that they have more talent. They have the best player on the floor, and Fair. typically the best player on the floor is going to win. I sure. feel yeah. like after LeBron, James Harden is next in line, who is also not only the player on the court, but is also basically the coach as well. Boston, yep. Philly. I get that. Boston, Philly. I, I got Boston in five. Same. Boston in five. Only reason I don't say it's a sweep is because I respect Joel Embiid. Yes. yes. It's gentleman sweep five. Oh, yeah. He'll have one of those games. Yeah, he'll have one of them 30, 20 games or something like that. Yeah. All right. I like it. That's our first unanimous decision. Sports, 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 sports. Thanks, Homer. He's yellow, by the way. <laughs> so am I. He got <laughs> And he only got four fingers. Or, well, he's got three fingers. So it's me and my woman, man. Oh, we have kids. They're going to be transparent. That's okay. <laughs> Denver and Utah. Gentlemen, Denver and Utah. Let's start with Ray. I got Denver in six. Uh, I really respect the Jazz and how they play and what they do, but Denver's too good. I agree with that. Denver in six. Platt? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Denver and six. We did it again. Homer. Not a sports fan, huh? That's what the show's about, dumbass. All right, back to the east. Toronto and Brooklyn. I am going to start right off the bat, and I'll say Toronto in four. Sweet, huh? I got to bring out the broom. You got to respect Brooklyn more than that, man. As hard as they've been playing in this bubble, man. They're going to get a game. They're going to get a game. I got Toronto in five. All right. Great. I, th- I thought I was going to be controversial, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Tony. Bring out the broom. Toronto's that much better. There we go. The Clippers and the Mavericks. We just got finished up talking about it. Luka versus Kawhi. Chris Stops and, you know, Paul George. Maybe they match up a little bit. I don't know. Who's going to guard Chris Stops? That's, that's really interesting. Much uh, 
What, I heard he's back. I heard he's back. Uh, Platt, what do you got? I'm breaking out the brooms, man. Clippers are going to win in four long, hard-fought games. Easy for me to say, right? Ooh, boy, I can't, I can't wait for you to see Luka Doncic, like, like really watch homie, because, like, he is, like, I, I know you, I know you respect him, but I don't think you watch him enough to really get the, get the whole ambiance. Um, Clippers are better. They're easily a much better and deeper. I got Clippers in six. That's what I, I got. I don't think the Mavs yeah, Patrick Beverly is going to give him his shit because he's the Patrick Beverly is the type of player that you want to punch in the face. He's he he's going to make you want to punch him in the face. Okay, can can I stop you for a second, Tony? Sure. I'll make you a gentleman's bet right now. I'll make you. Well, I mean, because I know we we're going through a thing. Let's make a gentleman's bet on the air right now. Uh, Flat Beverly versus um, Luca. We can come up with some arbitrary way to judge this, but I think Luca's gonna, not dominate, but he's gonna, like, really, like, Pat Beverly's not gonna have anything to say to him. Pat Beverly ain't even gonna guard Luca. No, he, Pat Beverly will take the challenge to go guard Luca. No, he's that kind of guy. No, and, and no, no. Doc hat. is smart enough to say, gonna... Kawhi, you're not gonna play offense this series, you're just gonna guard Luca, And then the series is over. No, no, no. He's, uh, not, yeah, no, but he's Lu- not gonna sacrifice his Kawhi's offense. Like Kawhi's gonna have some ter- times on Luca. Paul George's gonna have some times on Luca. Sure. Beverly's gonna be have some times on Luca. Like it's gonna be guard by committee. The I'm not saying percentage that percentage of guarding Luca is gonna be from Kawhi. I'm not saying Luca's not gonna get his stats, but what, what, what's your bet? Because Luca's gonna get his stats. Luca might well, damn near average a triple double in this series. We could we could talk about this off air, but let's come up with some type of bet and some type of arbitrary way to judge this. But I think Luca's gonna pretty much handle Beverly with. With, with a fair amount of ease. All right, I got Clippers in six as well, uh, but I would really love to pick Dallas here. Let's move on over to the east side. I'll go with it right away. I won't jinx Stat- myself. Stat- I'll see Milwaukee in five. Who they play in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah, Four. that's a sweep. Yeah, Bro. that's a sweep. Yeah. Right. And John Isaacs is gone? Bro. Yeah. Gentlemen. Name me two players on the Orlando Magic. I don't, don't you Eric can't, Gord you, you can't make and Anthony Hardaway. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Scott and Nick That's Tara Banks, foe. <laughs> right. Is Jameer Nelson still there? Right. Courtney <laughs> Lee, he's played for enough teams. He's probably back. Oh, my God. Dennis Scott, <laughs> Forrest Grant. <laughs> Ryan Shaw. Off the bench. There you go. Gentlemen, the LA Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. I already made my prediction and in how many games. I'm doing it, and I believe in it, to be honest with you. Portland in six. It's down. It's already written down. And we got this is official as a referee's whistle, as Pilot likes to say. We got all the picks here. It's going up on the social media tomorrow morning. You know Brain. that SpongeBob meme where he's like leaning against the rock and he's breathing hard? That's me right now. Six? Please, Ray, please, because I'm, 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 I've been thinking, I've literally, gentlemen, I'm giving you all some insider baseball. I've been thinking about this pick since, what, Thursday when they played versus uh, 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 the, um, the Nets? Well, here's I've some, in, here's some real insider baseball because Ray thinks I'm crazy. 
And Platt's like... And Platt is crazy. Platt's like, wow, I, yeah, I, I could see that. So let's start with Ray, because we know Ray's picking L.A. In how yes. many? I'm thinking five. You got L.A. in five? No, no, no. I, I have much more respect for Portland than that. Six? My, that's my question. If I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with six, but seven makes sense, possibly. But I just I trust the LeBron James brain trust. All right, I got you. LA, LA and six written down. Platt, go ahead. Oh, God damn. <sighs> this is tough. Yes, please. This is tough, man. Please. I can, before you make your prediction, can I just say how happy we all are on the precipice of an NBA playoffs? Like, with everything that's happened in 2020 and the way sports has come back, and some of it's been well done, and some of it's been kind of mishaps and circumstance that the NBA has done a great job and, and, and we have such a passion for the NBA. We're all ballers. We've all played. We all enjoy watching what's happening in the NBA. And I, I'm just happy that tomorrow it's going to kick off and the real season is going to start. That's why I say don't put too much into the bubble that's happened in these games before the playoffs. Platt, LA, Portland, I need a prediction. God damn, man. My, my my heart says one thing and my brain says another. You know what? There's going to be oh, an upset no. that we see coming oh, out of God, nowhere no. during don't these do playoffs. It. Don't do it. Playoffs. Please don't do it. You know what? Who cares? I'm suck at predictions anyway. Fuck it. Portland in seven. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. In the year of 2020 in which Kobe Bryant ascended into heaven... You telling me the Lakers are gonna lose in the first round? Yeah, Kobe Bryant ain't walking and through that door. Shaquille O'Neal ain't walking through that door. Magic Johnson ain't walking through that door. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ain't walking through that door. Elgin Baylor ain't walking through that door. Jerry West ain't walking through that door. George Mikey ain't walking James through that and door. Andy Davis are. Oh my God, that's fair. They oh, got baby Davis on average seventy. If oh McCullough, if they can keep the cortisone in the bubble, they got McCullough. Carmelo is still getting know, buckets. Nurkic you do know is Markeith, still playing well. You do know Markeith Morris plays with the Lakers, right? He got about six bodies on his record, bro. He's going to break CJ's back. <laughs> it's not well, if that happens, you know, I reserve judgment. But, yeah, <laughs> they got Russo and Montel Vontavious Porter trying to guard baby Dame. And CJ McCollum. Oh, Nobody can stop me. Nobody can hold me. Nobody can. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Which my, my my head is saying the Lakers all day because they could play and there's no way LeBron is going out in the first round. But that's a bad matchup for the Lakers. It just is. It's a really bad matchup. And it was like fuck it, man. Because so, somebody there's going to be a team that comes out of nowhere during this first round that nobody expected and gonna win. So. Why not Portland? Maybe I'm wrong. Who gives a shit? I'm I'm sh- I'm shitty at predictions anyway, man. Who cares? You know what's funny? Watch this shit be all chalk. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you had to, if you had to, real quick around the horn, if you had to pick uh, bet money on one upset, what would it be? Not like what we picked here to pick for picks to put out there on social media, but like, hey, I got. I got an extra of 50 in my pocket and I'm going to bet it on a, on a pick that I think is actually has a good chance of winning. And for me, 
if I got 50 to lay down on somebody to win a first-round series that's an underdog, I'm going with Dallas. I thought about that, but I would go Oklahoma City-Houston. Extra 50, I'm going Portland and the Lakers. There I got go. shit to lose. Extra Here we 50. Go. That's, 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 that's good money. I'll give you that. Yeah. Folks, we got partying shots for you when we come back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head have has anybody figured out what angry lemonade actually does makes you mad makes you angry <laughs> and gives you diabetes <laughs> if you're from the south you know about the liquid diabetes aka southern lemonade shout out to angry lemonade for real man go check them out and maybe one of you that checks them out and let us know what it is that they actually do. They do. You pins, can edit that out, Teddy. <clears throat> pin stickers and illustrations, whatever you need. Oh, cool. They'll help go to angrylemonade.com. Dot net. Nice. There you go. go. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go to angrylemonade.net. Yeah, fuck what I'm talking about. Make sure you guys go to angrylemonade.net. Well, let's listen again. I think I tell you all about it. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. You get it? Maybe maybe, maybe we should listen to the commercials of our own show. Thank you for that. Uh, it, it totally all makes sense now. Go to angrylemonade.net. There we go. All right. Well, we got parting shots. So, here they come. I'll start. The NHL playoffs are upon us, and I want to give you a little insight onto what I'm doing and how I'm enjoying the NHL playoffs. I got a group of uh, seven other friends. We got together, and we snake-drafted the 16 teams that made the actual playoff round of the NHL playoffs. I got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Arizona Coyotes, and so it helps having a little something on the line. Playoff hockey is like none other. It's clean. It's fast. It's just enjoyable. There's things going on there that you don't really recognize in regular season play because... There's more hitting and things of that nature, and it's just it's more Olympic style. And I really enjoy the NHL playoffs. I think it's one of the better playoff systems that they have in professional sports. 
shout out to what they did in the bubble. Uh, Edmonton and Vancouver, and they're going to move the teams together as we get to the finals. But they've done just as good a job as the NBA. If you got nothing going on, there's nothing on TV. Try and find an NHL playoff game that's on your television set. I'm pretty sure that you would enjoy it. Let's go Kraken. Release the Kraken. So dope. Is it my turn? Would you like to go? Go for it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of normally uh, finish us off. Um, by the way, NHL playoffs, if you don't watch hockey, best playoff, best hockey to watch. Yep. Um, so we spoke a little bit earlier about this guy, but I wanted to really kind of give a little bit more, little bit more of an introspective on the young man. But Daniel Cormier has uh, seemingly effectively fought his last fight as a professional mixed martial artist. And um, if you have as story to history as I do or my family does with uh, being a combat sports fan, you know that combat sports is the seediest sport in the history of American sports. American boxing and early MMA what are some of the most dirtiest, grimiest business ventures that we've ever seen from a sporting standpoint in this country. Um, talking like level of you think the 1918 White Sox scandal was bad. Like go look at the Jack why Jack Johnson can't didn't fight anymore. Right? Or go go look at what Don King has done in his career. Like it's been horrible. And in in a history of, of a sport with such seedy his with such a seedy history and to see what the most sports have become in 2020 and in this generation and to see the other guys around this man just literally lose their mind i'm talking john jones right and the things the most talented miss martial artist ever who can't get out of his own way and has been suspended effectively three times in all the things he's done i want to give some love to a man who's actually and literally done it right Daniel Cormier has done every single thing correct in his career and for his trouble he's lost two of the most epic trilogies in mixed martial arts history and he gotta live with that he's gotta live with that for whatever reason you call it he's lost he's been beat by the consent arguably the consensus well that's an oxymoron but I think the consensus greatest heavyweight in the sport and easily the greatest light heavyweight in the sport. You, it's nothing wrong with being number two. But I want to show a little love and really point you to Daniel Cormier's history. And I want you to really give... We don't give a lot of respect for the good guys and for the nice guys. We, b- boxing and mixed martial arts are sports where it's more cool to like the guy with the, with the attitude. The Tysons of the world, right? Those are more interesting. They sell more tickets. But Daniel Cormier has done everything correct and I wanted to give some love to him in a sport that we'll forget about him starting next week so DC thank you for what you've done we appreciate you and see you at Wrestlemania baby Woo-hoo. quarterback Alex Smith ladies and gentlemen who has had one of the more interesting careers in the history of professional sports this was a guy that was drafted number one out of the university of utah to the san francisco 49ers that for the first what five to seven years of his career i believe was considered a bust 
until Jim Harbaugh came along. And all of a sudden, hey, Alex Smith ain't too fucking bad, right? Even though there was a ceiling with his talent, and eventually he lost his job to Colin Kaepernick. Then after he lost his job to Colin Kaepernick, he moved on to Kansas City with Andy Reid, which, again, just like in San Francisco, they became a perennial playoff team, ultimately losing his job to Patrick Mahomes. And moving on to the Washington football team, where, in a weird circumstance and turn of events, Jake Rudin, the coach of the time, got pissed off because the I, I don't remember if it was the running back or the fullback was banging his side chick, which he was spending those long hours at the headquarters. Everybody thought he was game planning. He was game planning on that monkey. That's what he was actually doing. And got bad that one of his back and got bad that one of his backs was banging his side chick. So as punishment, he benched the guy for the game, and his replacement ultimately missed his block, which led to Alex Smith getting killed at his leg fractured in like 511 places in 1,665 different places. Going through all of that. And 17 surgeries to get his leg back right. Alex Smith has now been cleared to practice again, which means that he's going to come back onto the football field. I just want to pay a little love and attention to Alex Smith, who, with the exception of Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer, is probably the most personified precipitation. I know that ain't a word, but I'm going to make it up. Of a, a manager, a game manager that there's ever been. And I also want to give Alex Smith a little props for another reason. He lost his job to Colin. He lost his job to Patrick. He lost his job to the black guy in Washington, which I can't remember his name right now. Nobody in the history of professional sports have done more for black people and starting jobs than Alex Smith. And I just want to give Alex Smith his props. He's a goddamn humanitarian. And I hope his leg gets well. And the funny thing is, after all this rehab, after all these 17 surgeries and coming back after years of not being able to play, that first time he's going to get hit, he's going to have to ask himself, was it all worth it? Anywho, Ray, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? (laughs) Keep getting them checks. Uh, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollar Sign, Black Lives Matter, arrest the motherfuckers that killed Breonna Taylor, and uh, yeah, happy birthday to my daughter today. Happy birthday to Ray's tar- daughter, arrest the motherfuckers that killed Breonna Taylor. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you, sir? Shout out to Ray's daughter, happy birthday indeed, 12 years old. <clears throat> I heard she's quite the athlete and a great, great uh, study in school as well. Also, shout out to your older daughter. And, and, yeah, your yes, younger, and, and your younger daughter. I'm sorry, your younger daughter. We, you're inebriated. <laughs> we understand. And, I'm not. Shout out, shout out to the future reason that I might have a heart attack. <laughs> Children. Find me at PC Tony all over the chairshot.com. Make sure you uh, go ahead and uh, check out prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Damn, you guys. You ain't got to come at me like that. 
no, 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 PC, you know Ray Key, Ray Loki be judging us because we be on here drinking and shit. He Loki be judging us. Oh, Time no. out. Time oh, out. No, I I I, take I, to that. I open key, don't care. Well hold on. I take offense to that. Because it's not low key at all. <laughs> so I take offense to that. <laughs> Touche, motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, I just hey, had man. a frog in my throat and didn't want to cough on the air. <laughs> but happy birthday. Hey, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, happy birthday to his beautiful daughter. You guys can catch me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, go to purplecities.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, I say it again. I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it. If you appreciate the content that we provide day in and day out on the chair shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content is to fund us. And we depend on listeners like you. So please and thank you, thank you and please take your stinking asses to ProBustingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. I guarantee if you go there, you're going to find something you like. I guarantee it. Anywho, anybody else got anything that they just got to kind of get off their chest and they've just been itching to say before we get up out of here? Um, to the, to the, to the three divisions, three conferences in, in college football that said they're going to have football this year. You stupid. Thank you. That's my time. Yeah, ain't going to be no football, folks. For Mr. Ray Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tutty, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in to Three Man Weave. We'll see you right back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. We got game. We got games. We got playoff games. It's April and August, baby. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such words Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? Human beings screaming vocal javelins Sign of a local nigga unraveling uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering With crisis and all this crisis Hating Satan never knew what nice is Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear Beware, two triple O's It might feel good, good, it might sound a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game in life Behind the game, behind the game I got game, she got game, we got game They got game, he got game It might feel good, it might sound a little something But fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing Damn, was it something I said? Pretend you don't see so you turn your head Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.